We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. KJ Podcast, what up my people? It is a Thursday night edition of the show. Preseason week one is about to be in the books. Still in the fourth quarter, 49ers, Cowboys. Thought I'd hit record. There's been enough to talk about. There's good observations to make. A couple of, hmm, what's going on there? And injuries. That is the story. Week one of the preseason, 49ers, Four different starters go down to injury. Malcolm Smith with a hamstring. George Kittle with a shoulder. Solomon Thomas, a head injury. Matt Breida, a shoulder. George Kittle's look the most serious to me. We're going to get injury reports. If Kittle is out a month or two, I don't know if Cole Hikatini can step right in and be of a George Kittle level yet. The 49ers did not add a ton of depth tight end so that one's a little concerning looks like Solomon Thomas just got kicked in the head so maybe that's a concussion you never want players to get those but it doesn't look like that's going to be a long-term thing Matt Breida was a little bit nasty of a shoulder there too so he could be out and of course you have Malcolm Smith who we have yet to see healthy five-year 26 million dollar contract this guy can't stay on the football field hurts his hamstring in the first quarter so that's the concerning note coming out of the game Hopefully none of the injuries are serious. I think Kittle could be out for a couple weeks there. That looked like a serious fall that he took. 
we'll see what the evaluations are coming out of it. But you hate to see that the preseason's four weeks. I don't think this changes the plans for the 49ers. Are they going to be more conservative? You saw all those guys go down. Ruben Foster played a little bit deep into the first quarter. He made that outstanding pass breakup on, on Tavon Austin. So I don't think it's going to alter the 49ers strategy, but not good. You don't want starting players going down like this. There's obviously been some hamstring issues in camp with Eric Armstead, Richard Sherman. This isn't the healthiest team right now, and they haven't lost anyone for the season, but you just don't love that. Is this going to kill the 49ers' chances? Of course not, but not the best news coming out of week one of the preseason. KJ Podcast, Thursday Night Edition. Rate and subscribe this show on iTunes. If you're on Android, Google Play, we love you as well. Um, Appreciate you following on Twitter and now listening to this podcast. Yeah, 49ers, it's 21-10 here in the fourth quarter. There were some serious good things that happened on the football field that proved the 49ers might be a deeper team at certain positions. We weren't sure. Julian Taylor lived up to the hype. We talked about him on the podcast earlier in the week. This is the question mark, the mystery. Is this guy a training camp guy or is he going to translate it to the preseason? I thought he was the best defensive player on the field using his arm length, getting in the backfield, playing that big end really well. I tweeted, I'm not removing him from the starting lineup here. Even if he has a shallow end of the preseason and he's not doing a lot, I like what he brings. It's a different type of skill set. You had Sheldon Day applying interior pressure there of the middle. DJ Jones was athletic. This D-line, instead of scheming up the Leo, you could see pass rush come from the interior and from the big end position. We all get caught up in the Leo. I know I did. I tweeted before the game, look, Harold Landry had a strip sack. You know that was coming up on the KJ podcast. But I thought the D-line looked like the best unit in a preseason game against the Cowboys too in the first quarter. I know Dak went down and scored an easy touchdown. And it was really Cooper Rush that they were putting pressure on. It's a good, deep Dallas O-line, and the 49ers did not look overmatched. They look athletic, and they look like they have some more pieces. And pass rush could come from different areas, not really Cassius Marsh. Hey, wait, let me give Solomon Thomas credit, too. Before he walked off under his own power, Solomon Thomas, was he had a sack. He was in the backfield. He was cleaning up. If he can clean up, and I, I posted that video of John Lynch watching film, and he did mention something about Solomon. He's fighting more after he gets blocked first. If he can do that and DeForest Buckner can get in the backfield and Solomon Thomas can clean up, that's a good spot where he could actually end up with six and a half, seven and a half sacks. And you say he really did grow. So D-line looked good. I'm I'm encouraged by that. Flipping over to the offense, Jimmy G, two of two on third downs there on his first two third downs, finding Richie James. This guy is going to make the team if he's playing in the first quarter in the first series with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know he played like well into the third quarter too, but Richie James is shifty. He took a screen pass, 21 yards. Aldrick Robinson's going to do his best to fight. Aaron Burbridge is going to do his best to fight. I just think ultimately, just like last year, Kendrick Bourne was too good. You can't cut him. Like He's an NFL quality receiver. Richie James is going to prove to be the same. How about our boy Dante Pettis, who we were all over getting reports at a training camp, this one-on-one matchup, movement skills, 53-yard bomb from C.J. Beathard. If that throw is on the money, it's probably a 75-yard touchdown. We didn't get a good replay on how Dante Pettis shook everyone, but two defenders were running behind him, and he caught a deep pass down the field. Kyle is going to deploy him 
probably as like a six man off the bench in the NBA. Sometimes you use your greatest weapon as someone who comes in is not a starter. I think that's Dante Pettis year one, randomly subbing in for Goodwin, randomly subbing in for Garcon or shifting those one of those two to the slot. Kyle's going to have to be creative, but I don't, Pettis wasn't in there much with Jimmy Garoppolo, if at all. He didn't really make his debut till the second quarter, so they are they're going to put some kid gloves on him at first. Clearly, though, I think he's capable of making big plays. He's a big play and a red zone guy. I mean, he's got some skills to develop over the middle, and we'll see those play out, but how can you not love a 53-yard play in a preseason game? Let's shift more to what was so-so or needs improvement. I think Bethard was the number one thing that stuck out. I mean, it's such a clear difference between him and Jimmy Garoppolo now. It's not a fair comparison. He went 10 of 20, 181 yards. A lot of batted balls at the line. A lot of slow passes. I mean, he doesn't have velocity. He can throw a pretty good deep ball. He can make that connection 30 yards down the field. But um, intermediate, he's he's not that good of a passer. Threw that one interception, got tipped up in the air. Yeah, he looked a little ragged. I would expect him to play a lot more than your typical backup. I think he really does need these reps. He was... Unimpressive, but you know, still ended up with 181 yards in about a half of football. He was moving the chain some there, so CJ Beathard wasn't bad. It is kind of what he is now. I expected more this preseason. I remember tweeting that I thought he would have a bigger preseason. There's three games left. He needed to be back on the field. Remember, I mean, it had been since November. It had been a long time for CJ Beathard. He's been a starter since high school. He's never been on the bench before. So yeah, that was that was disappointing. The first team O line did not look that great. Jimmy G was kind of under pressure, and he likes that on third downs. But um, a couple runs Jarek McKinnon had got stonewalled. We're not going to tell with O line till the season. They can gel together much better than this. But um, that was something I made note of. Jimmy Ward, new number for him. He's not no, number twenty five. 20 is not a good look for him. He got burnt for a touchdown, got caught looking off, got beat on another third down. He's a backup on this team, and he's depth, and he can play multiple positions. He's not getting cut. This is going to be his last season with the 49ers. There's no way they're going to bring him back. I would be stunned if he got playing time this year and it ended really well. He He's not a bad football player, but you're not encouraged by him getting beat it's taken me way too long to actually mention a good thing I glossed over. Adrian Colbert was flying around everywhere, tackling running backs up in the box. He was preventing a big play from happening, running across the field. Number 27 now. He's now number 38. God, everyone's switching numbers. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, Adrian, yeah, Adrian Colbert, if I had to guess, is at the end of the season, we'll say he was better than Jaquaski Tart. Listen, I'm, I'm not making snap judgments here. Based on one preseason game, I've always kind of trended Colbert's direction, but he fits that free safety really well. He can just launch himself like a missile up there, and he finds the football and has a running start, and he's he's good at taking angles. I, I just like him a lot at that position. Remember, he was initially a, the backup for Tart as a strong safety. Then Jimmy Ward went down, and they moved him back there. So just his versatility is unreal. Elijah Lee looked pretty good. Like he's 
might be worth a 53-man roster spot. He can play special teams. He's active as a linebacker. It was kind of clear to me Raheem Mostert looked better than Joe Williams. Early fourth quarter, I got Raheem Mostert, 8 carries, 57 yards. Joe Williams, 10 carries, 28 yards. Yeah, so for me, I'm keeping Richie James as my sixth receiver, Raheem Mostert as my third running back. And, you know, there could be some games where Richie James is down early in the season, but he's Trent Taylor's backup. He's shifty. Kyle can do a lot with him in the screen game that maybe Taylor doesn't have that straight line speed. Taylor has more quickness and and footwork. And Richie James, given the ball, he can kind of go. He can squirt it and go. It will be tough to get rid of Burbridge. And I don't know if he has enough accrued time. You might be able to practice squad Burbridge and just have him there case of injuries and whatnot if Raheem Mostert does go down and then you have to pull Richie James down and Burbridge back up. It could be one of those scenarios if you can somehow hold on to him. But I just think it's going to be hard to cut Richie James. Week one, preseason, snap judgments, not shifting the whole roster here, but just saying I find it hard to believe Kyle's going to end up cutting this guy. KJ Podcast reviewing Niners-Cowboys raggedy game. God, it was like early second quarter and it felt like third quarter. Um, injuries, ton of penalties late, your typical preseason raggedy affair, ton of Cowboys fans in the stadium too, don't like seeing that, they travel really well, it's kind of smart if you're going to come to California as a Cowboys fan, swing down to training camp, go catch a Niners game up here, it's kind of a cool bucket list thing to do, but yeah, um, I'll be interested to see the turnout, you know, with Jimmy G, you, you think... Week two, Carolina, the home opener, is going to be absolutely packed. There's not going to be an empty seat. Uh, I'm not going to judge them for preseason attendance here, but you really hope they're developing some type of home field advantage. They have a franchise quarterback, young, exciting core. Everyone's charged up on Twitter, excited about the team. You hope that translates to seats. doesn't automatically mean so. People like watching football differently these days. It is hard to get people in the stands, but... I don't think that'll be a storyline. It's just interesting to see that no one was really there to start the game and a ton of Dallas fans. You hope that's not the case for this season. Yeah, other than that, Victor Bolden had a catch. He's not going to make it. Aldrick Robinson had a nice 33-yard snag. Man, he's really proven and a professional and can play special teams. And he's not new. It's not a new flavor with Aldrick Robinson now. He's 29. He's about to turn 30 in September. Not a knock. I'm about to turn 32. But Richie James is young and exciting, and that's just kind of how it goes. NFL preseason, 12 games on Thursday. You're going to be seeing stuff with Baker Mayfield. He looked really good in Cleveland, getting out of the pocket. He threw a nice touchdown pass. Um, There's going to be storylines and snap judgments here. I just really think with the 49ers, they found out tonight, hey, our D-line, we might be able to get pressured different ways than just Cassius Marsh, than just Solomon Thomas. There's going to be more cleaning up this year and more multiple guys getting back there. It feels like they're going to have to keep Sheldon Day and I would say DJ Jones too. I think they end up keeping more D linemen than corners. They look like some of the best players on the team. That looks like a deeper position than originally thought. Uh, You love seeing Ruben Foster making plays in coverage, Colbert making plays, Richie James we just went over. Yeah, I mean, C.J. Beathard, I think he should play the exact same amount, if not more, in Game 2. 
give Jimmy G maybe two series, maybe three, and then C.J. Beathard maybe the entire second and third quarter just to be out there. I want to see him dominate in the third quarter against third stringers. I want C.J. Beathard, who may have to make a spot start or two this year, I want to see him out there playing more, getting more comfortable. There's been new wrinkles added to the scheme. It's kind of been clear. There's been some different formations. Let C.J. get comfortable. Let's be cautious if the O-line's looking bad and he's getting hit and hanging on the ball, take him out. But I'd like to see C.J. Beathard entering the season with positive momentum. Kyle needs to scheme that up, give him comfortable plays. He needs confidence knowing that if he has to come in for Jimmy G and the rest of the team needs confidence in him, they watch him stink up the preseason. That's going to be a storyline like, oh, shit, we have to switch to CJ. Kyle can scheme up the right plays, get him confidence, make some plays. It's Football's confidence and belief. You look at your teammate and your effort and belief, like matter. It, that matters. That matters a ton. So these the preseason is about mind games and, and kind of building up certain players. And I think C.J. Beathard is like really high on that list. The injuries, quite concerning with George Kittle. Let's hope it's not serious. If he's out for two, three months, the 49ers might have to acquire a tight end. They might be getting on the phones and willing to part with Joe Williams and like a fifth-round pick for a decent tight end. Tight ends matter that much. It was why I was shocked they didn't pick anyone in the draft. I always float out the Jordan Reed thing. The Redskins aren't going to get rid of him now. I'll look at some tight ends for you and tweet that out tomorrow. Recording this right after the game. Still 21-10, late fourth quarter. Yeah, Salma Thomas I think will be fine. Brita, he got low on a block there and got his shoulder caught. I don't like seeing that. Not good. Um, Then Malcolm Smith. It wouldn't be stunning if they if they actually know they'd have to eat money. So he's going to be on the roster. But like Elijah Lee looked competent enough where if you had to play him and Brock Coyle, Elijah Lee did get flagged for that 15-yard he used his helmet rule. That's going to happen once a game, if not twice, every NFL game, not just preseason. That is going to happen. It's protective measures to, to help prolong these guys' quality of life after football. We won't get in that argument here, but um, I'm for the rule change. Yeah, preseason, not going to give you 30 minutes here of recapping, but after this game, I'm feeling pretty good about the Niners. Not the injury situation, but you know, no alarm bells to ring. Let's get C.J. Beathard some confidence. Let's hope the O-line plays a little bit better next week if you're a Niners fan. And Jimmy Ward, can we get an interception or some type of play? He may, He's going to play this year. There's no way that everyone in the secondary is going to stay healthy all 16 games. And pretty much, if anyone gets hurt, Jimmy Ward is taking their spot. So get used to him being on the field. It's pretty obvious this is going to be his last season with the Niners, unless there's some miraculous turnaround. I feel bad for Jimmy Ward. I don't think it's his fault why he didn't reach his potential. He's just a product of that dysfunctional era. Trent Baalke, Jed York let the team lose control of itself. Jimmy Ward was an outside corner one year. He was a slot corner the next. He was a free safety the next. How the fuck is this guy supposed to develop into a good football player? It's pretty clear that you've got to hone in on your craft. You can't just be this utility chess piece and really develop. Unless you're like a super special Tyran Matthew type of player. So yeah, just Jimmy Ward was put in a bad spot. It's not his fault that he's, I mean, a bust. He he was a first-round pick that really... Never panned out. And he's not a bad football player either. He'll play, he'll play like three or four more years probably after the Niners. But 
it, it's obvious in this preseason. You can just tell he doesn't have top cover skills on the outside. He's a backup on this team. The Richard Sherman wildcard is hanging in the air, and we'll see how that goes to start the season. But yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to solve Jimmy Ward. He's just a backup chess piece now. He's a cool dude, too. I don't mean to trash him. I remember chatting with him in the locker room, like, good vibes, good people. Trent Balky, his legacy is on guys like that. That's, that's why he ultimately got pushed out the door. And why there's a new era of 49ers football that's a lot happier and a lot more positive things going on the field. Um, KJ Podcast News will be coming out. I'm sure we'll do another one Monday, Tuesday. 49ers next week traveling to Houston. They'll have joint scrimmages there. Those are important and a nice measuring stick, especially after the first preseason game. Keep the competition going. They're going to be in Houston in a hotel. I like when you're the one traveling for the joint practices too. Really makes it a business trip. You go there and it's it's a lot more serious. It's, it's you're traveling for this. It's a break of the routine, get out of the facility, you're about to be there locked in for five months, comes good timing, and then Saturday, the 18th, it'll be 49ers-Texans. I love Deshaun Watson. I was one of the few that said 49ers should still draft him, even in Kyle Shanahan's scheme, I I think he would have been the pocket passer. Who knows how he bounces back from injury. Texans are such a wild card. They could go 5-11, They could win that division and be better than Jaguars. They have that much potential with Watson. Yeah, I mean, it's the preseason. It's hard to like really like say hit the panic button or say this and that, but let's hope for the best for the injuries. Fix C.J. Beathard up, prop him up so he gets some more confidence. And then just realize you're stuck with some Jimmy Wards and, and Eric Armstead's here. Cornerback still needs a lot more depth. Look at D-line right now. Cornerback needs some more picks. I, we didn't see much from Tarvarius Moore. We didn't see much from D.J. Reed. Kind of a quiet night for both of them. KJ Podcast, yeah, that's your 49ers analysis. I mean, this is this is tough. This is tough football to watch. These guys are still in the league, though, and they're still battling and fighting. And the NFL is an exclusive club here. So, I mean, let's, let's not hate. My boy Rob Loader had that tweet. Kind of appreciate it. These guys are fighting for their families, their careers. Livelihoods are on the line. Um, but <laughs> we do hit record in the fourth quarter. We're not going to start recording this thing at, at 11 o'clock at night. That's your recap. Uh, Nothing too major besides the injuries. Everything else, check the boxes. You're going to have a little bit of downs, a little bit of ups. Dante Pettis, big play though. Dante Pettis, is it too early to get his jersey, number 18? I mean, I almost feel like it because he might switch his number next year like Colbert did. Like These guys and their number switching. But I I do think people are going to get very excited about Dante Pettis early in the season. KJ Podcast, we're out. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.